Tonight's episode of Dungeon Crawlers is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all of your gaming needs. That's right. Check them out at GamersInLehigh.com. Gamers Inn, where adventures begin. Query, Progenitor Unit HK-47. There is something we would know. Why were we created? Do we have a purpose? Why are we commanded to assassinate and kill? It's time. Time to power up. Autobots, roll out. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Another episode of Dungeon Colors Radio. Woo! It's Friday. There is lots of stuff going on. Jared's already ruined it. Can we start over? No. <laughs> we, there's no. I was in HK. I'm sorry. I'll oh, go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers. Uh, we are here to provide your wonderful inter- entertainment, whether it's morning, noon, night, while you're driving, whatever. The shows are shorter. Toilet, I was gonna say, yeah, the crapper. I might. Yes. You will listen to our show on it? The shows are shorter so that you can do it whenever you need to. That's a 20-minute you know. or 30-minute thing, though. Some people just need to make that big right. of a movement. Is, is it okay I if, hope you're if, listening you're, now. if you're taking that amount of time, but you're also playing Angry Birds? For 30 minutes? Quiz games. Angry Birds. Hey, you know my private <laughs> Guess what? When you have kids, the bathroom is the only place they're not right, allowed you know to go Fine. into. Yeah. The, the, the show in the bathroom, people. <laughs> It's, it's a safe zone. It's the best place yeah. to listen to our <laughs> the show. Porcelain throne, if you will. Yes, it's the oh, only place you can go, and you always feel like a king. Hours. Come out and make us food. <laughs> yeah. Now. An awesome HBO show. Yes. Now. So, this has kind of been a rough week. Uh, we, we've released our new sh- shows. So, Friday, Monday came, Wednesday came, and it was just a really rough, rough week. A lot of amazing people have kind of left. Uh, how, how do you say this? Planet Earth, yeah. Yeah. Have gone to their next journey, however you want to say that. Uh, you know, there was David Bowie earlier in the week. Uh, there was also uh, who? Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Well, I know it's well, not that was a while stuff, ago. Still, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and still then still? Uh, the voice of Robin Hood, Brian, uh, Bedford. Brian Bedford. Yeah, Brian Bedford yeah. from uh, Robin. Robin of Disney's Robin Hood. Exactly. And then this morning, or yesterday morning, or yesterday morning. Yeah, was Alan Rickman. Yeah, which Snape. was unbearable. That's, just, that's, that's just rough. a tough one. It, it is. It was really tough. Uh, you know, I remember for the very first time seeing him because he he didn't start acting till he was forty one, which is incredible. That's really late in someone's age, um, especially with acting. But well, and he started know. with Die Hard. Oh, I know Hans yeah. Gruber. Well, Come on. you know, he actually did start acting before. Well, that. yeah, you're right. He was, he was, he was doing... No, he was in Broadway. He was doing theater and stuff like that. Stuff but like he didn't that, do yeah. mainstream movies. But yeah, let's correct Actual that until film, he was 41. Yeah. Talk about a breakout title. Though. I know. Yeah. Being Hans Gruber. I mean, and that's where I I started to see him. And then, then we got to see him in several films since then. I mean, he was in... He was the Sheriff of Nottingham mm-hmm. in Robin Hood with Kevin Costner, which still... 
boggles the mind um, with that portrayal. And then we we have Professor Snape from yeah. Harry Potter, which probably well, most yeah. everyone knows him for, yeah. Yeah. as well as, you know... Um, the you know, cheating husband of Love Actually. Love oh, Actually, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then there's, of course... The wonderful character he played in Galaxy Quest, which I was really excited to see a second one. So I hope they wrapped up all the filming of that. If not, that's going to be very sad not to see that character. Uh, when I was reading the things that yeah. he has coming out, that was not one of them. Oh, um, yeah, voicing the Caterpillar again in the new Alice Wonderland yeah. was one, but that was And then there was one, there was other, one other was one. Like, it was a new thing. So. Yeah. I mean, he did the voice for the robot on um, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide. Guide. You know, the very depressed one. Oh. You know. Um... <laughs> uh, just really awesome, great characters that we've know, seen. Them. Like Jessica is the biggest hardcore Harry Potter fan on planet Earth. Yeah. And so yesterday morning was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I just literally woke up and looked at the phone, and McKay had sent a message saying that he died, and. I just lost. That it. was the end. That was yeah. it. Well, I mean, it's it has been a tough week. I mean, I I've grown up. Always listening to David Bowie. I remember him from the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. Under Pressure with um, the lead, Freddie Mercury, their lead singer of Queen. I mean, he's done, he's done tons of stuff with a lot of people. I mean, he collaborated with Bing Crosby with a re- one of my favorite Christmas songs. Trent uh, Reznor. Yeah, he was with Trent American. Reznor with Johnny's an American. Um, but he's always had this uncanny ability to kind of transform himself into the singer that he needed to be. At the time, or the actor, I mean, or the actor, his, I mean, yeah. his acting. I mean, there he's he's in a movie from the seventies called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and it's a hardcore theatrical World War, World War Two movie, mm-hmm. and he does an incredible job. Um, and and again, it's you're you're watching the movie, and you're like, oh my gosh, that is David Bowie, and like, but it's he's totally in character. He plays this Australian uh, POW in a Japanese war camp. And it's just incredible. And and again, obviously, we most of us have probably seen Labyrinth. Oh yeah, I mean, just incredibly versatile, incredibly talented. The um, Goblin King. The Prestige. Yes. Yeah. The, the Prestige, yeah. yeah when you we mean, played you had to take a second look. That's funny. I love that movie and when we, when I was watching I'm like, wait a minute. Is, I know. Bowie, you like have to take, because you've never seen him like, he has look so like many brown hair yeah. and yeah. mustache. Yeah. Like, you, he has the mustache, the dark hair, very well cut. And he's really thin in that movie too. So he didn't look quite the same. But, wow, I mean, he definitely is one of those actors that just was amazing as well. Legends, as man. Like, yeah. legends oh, yeah. just, you know, gone. And it's super sad to think back on. And David Bowie left such a huge mark in the music mm-hmm. world yeah. and in the film world. Yeah. He was our Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 And Alan Rickman um, also did some singing, too. And he had a pretty good singing voice. And yeah. He did a lot of music as well. A lot of soundtracks for movies. And it's just, it's weird waking up thinking that there will not be another... Alan Rickman picture or another David Bowie album or anything like well, that. Well, see, just... and that's the the kind of the weird thing is David Bowie released an album like four days before four he days passed before, away, yeah. and and obviously we'll have some more movies with Alan Rickman. A yeah, more, and the the really weird thing is is I'm pretty sure he knew his time was almost up because the album itself is almost like a goodbye. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the way the songs are written, the way they're performed, it's almost like he knew it was almost here. And this is how he was, you know, saying his last hurrah, which, I mean, it's a great album. Yeah. If you haven't picked it up, go. It's called Black Star. It's yeah, great. Black Star. And the uh, song Lazarus is pretty much, it's like, yeah. it's like he knew he was going. That yeah. song is a goodbye to everyone. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's really good. Go check it out on YouTube. It's out there. The video 
little kind of creepy, but you know it's For sure. it's David, it's David yeah. Bowie. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're actually we're gonna take a moment here. Uh, Jared and his masterful ability to create something awesome has kind of put together an audio clipping of all these greats that have left, and so we're gonna play that now. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Gee whiz, it's Robin Hood. Happy birthday, son. How old are you today? Gosh, I'm seven years old, going on eight. Seven? Well, that does make you the man of the house, and I've got just the right present for you. Oh, Robin Hood, you've risked so much to keep our hopes alive. Bless you. Ground control to Major Tom Ground control to Major Tom You remind me of the babe Babe with the power Power of voodoo You do Remind me of the babe You cowered before me. I was frightened. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down. And I have done it all for you. Turn to page 394. Yes. I'm the half-blood prince. As an actual once, damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line. One more time. My grandpa's hammer, you shall be avenged. Yeah! Don't tell me now that you've grown to care for the boy. So there it is. Yeah, I won't lie. That was uh, that was pretty tough to put together. Oh, not, you know, not the difficulty of doing so, but just you know, emotionally, it was like holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was. I don't know. No, it is tough. I mean, again, these are people that have influenced our lives in many ways. Um, you know, music artists are always a dime a dozen, but there's just some that. I mean, I mean, he's lasted probably longer than most music artists out there have ever, you know, David Bowie has. And he's been, like I said, we, he's been able to kind of reinvent himself every time. Um, Labyrinth, I can't tell you how many people I know that, you know, it's... A, a family favorite. It's a, a family favorite. It's part of their life. It's part of their childhood. You know, you could easily say the Goblin King, and they're like, oh, David Bowie, or, you know, you say that, that line, you remind me of the babe, and, you know, everyone jumps in. You know, it's yeah. really s- simple. You know, I had a, a buddy of mine, uh, they were watching a movie, and Jennifer Conley was in it, and it was kind of funny because it was actually Labyrinth, because he, he was playing it, and his, his mom asked, so, who is that girl? Uh, you know, I've seen her from a movie, and normally his response is, Labyrinth, but that's what they were watching, <laughs> so it, it didn't work, this but, 
with Alan Rickman too. I mean, this again will show the generation gap. Yes. But me and McKay, we grew up in the nineties. Yes. And Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the film, mm-hmm. first came out in what, like two thousand one. So I was like nine, McKay was probably like ten. 10 yeah. yeah. And literally it kept going for years. Like we were like I was like twenty, he was like twenty one like by the time it was decades, done. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you grow up with these characters. You grow up with Professor Snape, and then obviously at the end, I, I read up to I think like Half Blood Prince, mm-hmm. and then I watched the movies afterwards. Yeah, and so getting that finale with the character, you know, uh, Rickman's extremely emotional performance, yes. like it was just a lot to take the news because you feel the character kind of you know mm-hmm. get buried with it a little bit, and it's and it's you, crazy. you always had the comfort of knowing that even though Snape was dead. You know, Alan Rickman was still alive. He's still floating around yeah. there, yeah. And now that is, when you see him die in Harry Potter, it's just, yeah, it's, it's gotta, surreal. It's even more difficult. Yeah. Because it, having to, surreal, having to realize that it, it is real. But, um, yeah, no, Harry Potter, the whole entire series has literally been my comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my first year of college when the Gross. first, <laughs> shut up, when the first Harry Potter uh, came out and... I I was going through a really hard time, and I didn't, I mean, I just didn't even, sadly enough, I didn't even want to exist, like, really, mm-hmm. and um, I got my first television in my room, my parents didn't want me to have my own TV, so I finally got this little tiny Orion that had a um, VCR, mm-hmm. and the only movie that I had for my TV was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, nice. and so every single day... Um, after school, I would come home and I would put it in, and I watched it every day for about a year. And then the new one came out, and I hated, I hated the second one. And <laughs> so I kept watching the first one again, and then I loved the third, fourth. You know, it's just, and when I'm having those days, that's where I go. Yeah. And you know, I read. Um, I think the only book I tried to read the first one, I just it didn't flow for me really. Um, the one that I read that I absolutely loved was um the goblet of fire and i stopped reading them after that because i wanted to experience the movies because it was just so there was just so much missing i didn't want to watch the movies and be like oh that sucks they should have put that in and so i kind of wanted to just watch the movies and not have those thoughts well that being said your experience with the characters and the finale of the franchise like what was that like i mean obviously well i I was getting to that sorry but yeah like at the very i you know i mean i love snape for being Snape, that and he looks exactly like Trent Reznor, which I also love because I'm a huge Night Jazz fan. But um, I love Snape's character, even though he wasn't a great character. You spend the entire series trying to figure him out. Yeah, you know what is what is going on in there? You know he's nice, he's mean, he's nice, he's mean, and then you know you finally get the answer mm-hmm. at the end, and it was just the most beautifully written scene, and I absolutely loved it so emotional and always you know it, it's it's always going to be in my heart and it was something that was very special to me at that moment snape became my favorite character i'm sure a lot of people in the world felt that way the same way i did he immediately became their favorite character that they didn't know was their favorite character and to lose your favorite character from your favorite series that's been with you through every emotional bad day good day every time in your life it's just this morning was uh, or yesterday was absolutely devastating i felt like i lost a family member i felt like i mean i was literally sobbing Mm -hmm. she was bawling yeah it was was crazy every single time i come home or i came home from work or whatever harry potter would be on you know and it was every single having a family member in the house when no one else is around yeah yeah 
Well, and, and it is it is difficult. Uh, you know, I've never been able to get into J.K. Rowling's writings. I mean, it's just not a style I like. I don't w- like the way it flows. It's like writing in you, a manual car with a teenager for the first time. It's just stop, stop. Yeah. Like, I just, it didn't well, flow. You know, and, and I understand it was her, her first attempt at writing, and her writing did improve as yes. the series continued. But, you know, to me, just because I had ri- I'd read so much at that point, it was just so much easier to go to the movies. The movies did a much better job, at least in my opinion, of presenting these characters because right. trying to read the book, I, you yeah. know, it was not fun. It wasn't. I think Snape in particular, too, was kind of almost reborn in the films. Because yeah. when I was reading the books, at least the first few of them, Snape felt a little more <clears throat> like dry, mm-hmm. you know, and he was he had less personality, which is hard to believe within <laughs> the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. pretty dry. In the but film. there wasn't there wasn't any like complications with him. He was just kind of there. And then when Rickman brought the character to life on screen, like Jess said, there's a lot of mystery behind him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trying to figure out what his agenda was, who he was. You know, it was it was a lot more complicated and, and entertaining and interesting when Rickman brought him to the screen. And I think that. One of the biggest reasons that the last Harry Potter movie was a huge success was because of his performance as yeah. Snape. The balling when beautiful. he sees yeah. Lily dead on the floor, like just the, I yeah. mean, it's yeah. amazing. Well, I mean, there's more. The, I mean, just with his straight face, yeah, he was yeah. able to deliver so much. And just looking at you know a stern face right. at Harry Potter, something a book cannot do. Yeah, and the book couldn't do that in any way, shape, or form. But you could see. I mean, re, you know, after watching the final one, going back and watching, you could see the conflict. He that was always there when he was conf- talking or confronting Harry. You know, yeah. you could see that and even that Alan love Rickman and that hate between those two know. parents. Yeah, he, he well, had no idea. At the same time, you know, she kind of gave him said, you know, your your character is conflicted, or yeah. your character I, go both ways, yeah. kind of thing. It was my understanding that she. At some point, he was the first person to kind of know how the series ended. Right, yeah. but so only it was right. It was literally right before the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Right yeah. before he yeah. went. Yeah. Nobody that's was right. in, in the room when it was filmed. Nobody knew, and it was literally right before the scene. It was one of the first scenes they shot, is what my understanding was. And so, even in, you know, or just even just the movie before, not obviously part one, but hmm. before. Um, he had no idea. And so he was kind of saying, she basically just said, there's a twist. Yeah, because if I remember you know, right, there's they were, more to you. They were filming this movie as she was writing the book. Mm-hmm. because yeah. the, And the book just barely came out before the first part came out. Um, you know, it, it's not unheard of. We've heard stories of that happening before where ev- everyone's clueless. I mean, you know, Empire Strikes Back is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. The only real people that knew was Mark Hamill uh, was Mark and, Hamill and, James, and, Jones. and J- yeah. James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Not even the guy in the boots of Vader knew. Well, yeah, just David, yeah. David Prowse. No, he. It's he, my understanding. He said something about Obi Wan. Obi Wan killed your father. Yeah, yeah. I was about different to say, lines yeah. speaking the line. Obi-Wan well, Obi-Wan. and mm-hmm. and from reading several things, everyone had a different line in their script, so no one really knew other than Mark Hamill. And the only reason he knew is because he's like, I really need to know what the line is so that I can get this right. Mm-hmm. And they like swore him to secrecy so much to the point that he would like never work and. <laughs> movies again or anything like that and yeah he 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 mentions that it was very scary if that was to slip out but it's a very intelligent way to go about it too because when you see that confusion in everyone else's faces when you see the delivery of it and it just seems more i don't know raw yeah yeah and authentic well Mm -hmm. and that's the amazing thing about alan rickman is he is so 
versatile on the screen because it's amazing. I mean, in real life, he was a really nice guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved oh, yeah. hearing the stories about him offset. I mean, uh, yesterday, Daniel uh, Radcliffe released just a beautiful little little three paragraph kind of kind of letter and he just said look alan rickman came to every single one of my stage performances every single broadway performance i could call him any time he was the kind of guy that you could call him and no matter how busy he was he'd get back to you within yeah. a day and and you know my favorite story is from when they were filming the opening the first scene with him with the the big trio in uh philosopher's or yeah the sorcerer's stone and and it's funny because apparently Rupert who plays Ron Weasley was was drawing kind of a funny Snape doodle uh, with his quill and parchment and Alan Rickman kind of sneaks up behind him and he looks up to this very stern Snape right and gets kind of scared and Alan Rickman just grabbed it and said did you draw this yeah can you sign it and (laughs) and so he made Rupert sign it and it's apparently it's been hanging on his wall ever since that's hilarious Uh, oh yeah and he just had such a great I mean it was literally those kids grew up like siblings and and the production crew and the other actors were their parents and yeah. you're their second yeah. parents yeah. and their family and and it's, so it's just he had an incredible relationship i mean well i mean it, just everyone it was eight you know eight movies and oh, it was over what 10 years i mean literally yeah. the, it is like your family oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah i and mean to add to that daniel radcliffe also mentioned that uh Rickman was the first person to treat him like an actor, not a kid. And he yeah. took him under his wing with the whole acting process and everything like that and really helped him. He says even today and everything he does is because Rickman coached him, Yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Well, I mean, again, an amazing man. Uh, well, actually, all of them. And so they will sorely be missed. So. It's going to be a very sad um, memoriam yeah. at yeah. the uh, Academy Awards this year. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty rough last year with Robin, Robin Williams, Williams and yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. That was... Well, um, should we talk about some news? I mean, we don't got much... We're down to eight minutes, so we can quickly buzz through some news here. Well, um, uh, Leo's going to win an Oscar. Way <laughs> um, to jinx that. Don't jinx it. <laughs> he on. deserves one. He deserves Has anyone one. seen one. the Revenant? He sold his soul to the devil, so said. the devil had to collect. I, I heard someone, one of my friends said, saw it, and they're like, it'll be almost undeserving if he wins. Because apparently there's not a whole lot of talking in this movie. Well, yeah, I guess, but from them. Yeah. But yeah, didn't the artist win a couple years ago, right? Well, and, and, like, and come yeah, on, I mean, Matt Damon was nominated. I mean, he did a great job in The Martian, but it's all webcams and selfies, right? And so, you know, if we're going to make the argument of, oh, are you talking to See, this is the thing that I always with the Oscars that always gets me really it's a bunch of you know some snobs yeah, pretentious snobs <laughs> that are like okay this is the movie that sh- that we're going to throw in there it's really difficult I feel you like know. it's a l- very political it sometimes. is very oh, political yeah. Yeah. You so know. what did Leo do to piss him off he peed in the wrong guy's oatmeal like you know. he had, he's had so many amazing performances and it's like you know, Where so there's just so that it, whenever the Oscars come up, it's just like I don't even pay attention to them anymore because of that. Cool. You know, people, cho- the People's Choice Award seems a little bit more reasonable because it's not just these snobs that are picking it; it's actually coming from the people, which you know are they're going to be picking what they like more than anything. Yeah. You know, have we ever seen Star Wars other than John Williams this year? It's nominated yeah, like five different nominations. Yeah. Yeah, for but, it won't but they're win. all but editing and they're all sound. It's all sound and editing. It's never. Wasn't Empire at some point nominated for Best Motion Picture? It Obviously, may I have been. I think Empire was. I think it was the only one. 
it's the only like time it's ever been nominated, and it's always visual effects or oh, sounds, yeah. but it's never for the movie or for an actor or anything like that. Which it is just always... doesn't fit the genre of what they're looking for. Well, yeah, because, because they, they want artsy stuff. Well, they want that was the amazing things. thing about Return of the King was it's the first and only fantasy movie That's to ever it. win Best Motion Picture, which yeah. is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm really rooting for uh, Mad Max this year. Yeah. I think that was one of the most amazing cinematic accomplishments see, in years. See, if it wins, I will be amazed. Mm-hmm. And again, it's because it doesn't fit into the box. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Of it doesn't what, challenge yeah. the social norms. But even though it, it, what they did was amazing, um, you know, I... I was surprised yeah, I that like uh, George Miller things. wasn't nominated for Best Director. He wasn't. Yeah. Golden Globes. Gonna, uh, oh, yeah. for Golden Globes, but for yeah. the Oscars, he is. I think right? for yeah. the I think for the Oscars, he is. But the Golden Globes, he wasn't. And I was like, what? I mean, what kind of director or human being does it take to orchestrate such chaos into beauty? Yeah, like yeah. it was absolutely insane what they accomplished. I don't know. It is. I, I, I'm Team I feel Mad like Max. The other problem is with it, and I don't know how many nominations they get. But most of the time, they just take whatever you have for the best picture, and it's that director's also nominated for best director, and they'd only get like six of them, right? Yeah, yeah I don't so know. It's... And theoretically, that makes sense because mm-hmm. the best directors make the best movies. But yeah. well, I don't, I don't know how it works. Well, but... yeah. I, right. I felt like Quentin Tarantino deserved. An, oh yeah, he deserved to at least be nominated for best director. Yeah, yeah. see, that's another one that you'll probably never see. Well, the Hateful Eight was nominated for a couple of things. They won the a Golden Globe. Globe. Yeah. yeah, but. Wait, what did did he win? Yeah, Master remember he went up there oh. and he was well, like, "Well, see, uh, see again, right. the Golden Globes are different, though. Yeah, they're way different. Yeah, they're way they're different. Well, on that do it. Yeah. I thought it also should have got a what straight technically counts as the most prestigious though, because there's so many awards. So shows the Oscar, yeah. the Oscar is the most prestigious. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Golden Globes, and because the Golden Globes <laughs> also includes movie and TV. Um, and then there's one other one. Skip there's the People's Choice. The Razzies. <laughs> Razzies. <laughs> we can all be judges for the, the Razzies. Like the, 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 well, the, the, the Razzies are the, the EGOT, worst. though, right? Yeah. You want the EGOT. Yeah. Because, I don't even know what the EGOT is. Uh, if you got to watch 30 Rock to yeah. understand huh. what the EGOT is. Yeah. So, it's, an, it's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And uh, Well, and it's the idea that, what is it? Tony is Tony is Broadway. Oscar is movies. Yes. Grammy is music. Music. And... Uh, Emmy is TV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Makes sense. Yes. All right. You got belt buckle. Anyway. Okay. So let's uh, throw out a couple things. Um, so there's a rumor that's now floating around that James Earl Jones will be returning as the voice of Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> I hope. Keep him healthy, everybody. Everybody yeah. keep him healthy. Oh, sad. Just, yeah, don't say that. Why you got to be like that, Jessica? This is all I can say. <laughs> knock on, knock is on if the they, wall right now. If they bring back Darth Vader and it is not his voice, I will be sorely disappointed. It seems oh. like every attempt they've had at replacing James Earl Jones just in like doesn't games work. and other things, oh, it's no, just it like never it's works. not no. the yeah. same. Well, never I mean, close. they've shown him on Star Wars Rebels. It's okay, but it's not Darth Vader. I'm no. sorry. James Earl Jones? Well, no. It, when on so Siege of Lothal, when they have Vader there and he's talking, it's just like, okay, I see Vader, but I don't hear Vader, and it just doesn't work. It is James Earl Jones doing the voice, though. Is it? Rebels. Yeah, on Rebels. Yeah, that's it why I'm like sound super like confused. Yeah, they brought him back for that. Um, I was about to say, I was like, he sounded, dun, like, dun, he sounded dun, like James Earl Jones. That's why yeah. I was like super confused. I was like, Siege of Lothal was amazing. I did a review on it. I brought I, all my friends, and I looked like an ass. <laughs> so it, but it's, okay. he does that anyway. Actually, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe I just have a bad audio copy then because it's just. I'm like, that, 
that's not him. It they just... did filter his voice a little bit differently. Okay. There's a lot more depth to it, a lot more mechanical, like, whir. Okay. But it is James Earl Jones okay. doing it. So I knew that going in. That's why I was super right. sad. I was like, it's James Well, and, and then, of course, the, the Vader on Battlefront. Ugh. Terrible. Ugh. No, yeah, literally bad. every single Vader and every single Star Wars video game has been crap. Yeah. The only other good Darth Vader voice I've ever heard is from Chad Vader, the YouTube series. Oh, that one Chad I love. Oh, yeah. I love it's a that fat one. white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why that, not hire him? That okay. I do love. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> you are right. It is him. But yeah, it, I was like, it is James Earl Jones. It says yeah. right here on Yeah, I, I just saw that. <laughs> but I... I, I the whirring in that must have thrown that off on me. No, I do agree. The, the reverb was a little too much. Too much, yeah. but you know, it, it's still James Earl Jones. So, and I, you know, it just that brought back a lot of memories for me. Yeah. Rebels brings back a lot. Oh, of memories Rebels, for me. I'm loving. That is yeah. much closer to the look and feel of the original trilogy than even the Force well, Awakens. But you know, and on Rebels, cool. they've been showing some uh, clips of there. Uh, you're gonna see, we're gonna see Leia for the first time. Yeah, so that's the exciting. Just, on yeah. So, all right, we are out of time pretty much here. So what we're going to do is check us out on Facebook. Uh, look for us on Twitter as well as check out the YouTube channel. There's lots of awesome stuff going out. Uh, yeah, guys, we there. got a ton of videos coming yeah. out. So, I mean, there's a discussion going on about who Ray is. There's the latest Hateful Eight review that Jessica did. So there's lots of cool stuff going on there. So One thing we really like to encourage with the videos and maybe even the radio show and everything like that is that we want your guys' input. Oh, yeah. We're asking questions. We want your guys' opinions. The big main one we're doing right now is a discussion on Ray, where her origins are, where her descent is from. And uh, we want to immortalize our theories on YouTube. So if by some miracle of God we're correct... You can go back and show everybody because we will mention. I Look, I yeah. was correct. I said it on dungeon crawlers. We beat them Wait, you can all suck, trailer. guys. She's no one. She said that in the trailer. Okay, fine. Oh, you're drunk. <laughs> Man, you just ruined it all for oh. us. That see, that's, that's what Aaron, Aaron did. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you next week. Deadpool. <laughs>